and welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a Revolutionary Girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with a very special co-host. Say hello to Sound Guy Jimmy. How you doing, Sound Guy Jimmy? Uh, I'm doing pretty good tonight, and uh, I'm happy to be here today. Sound Guy Jimmy is here because Alice is out of town, and I needed to fill in co-host. And I didn't want to have to skip this week. So we are here to talk about Revolutionary Girl Utena, episode 24, The Secret Naname Diary. Now, Jimmy, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have not really seen very many episodes of Revolutionary Girl Utena. Not particularly. I've more so been around when they were on and not necessarily actively participating and watching it, no. Sometimes Jimmy is around while I am watching episodes in preparation for this podcast, but he has never really watched very much of it. But regardless, I needed a co-host, so I enlisted the only other friend that I have. Yeah, uh, I'm really glad that I was able to get you on this show, not just because this is my podcast and you are my friend, but also because in preparation for this podcast, you have only watched Naname episodes because this is The Secret Naname Diary, and this is basically just a clip show about Naname. Yeah, Pretty much the only episode of Utena that I actually watched was an episode that Naname was heavily featured in. So, uh, Revolutionary Girl, it might be a little skewed towards Naname being one of the more key characters. Well, because we didn't exactly have time to catch you up on the entirety of the show up until this point when we needed to record this podcast, I had you watch just the Naname-centric episodes so that you would have a background in order to watch this episode in particular. As funny as it would have been to just thrust you into it with just this one episode, I felt like you needed a little bit of background because this episode is a little wild. Uh, How did you feel about this clip show episode? I think the only other time that you have briefly featured on this podcast was the last clip show episode and you had not really watched it you were just there while Alice and I were watching it and I put you on the spot and I asked you what you thought of it but how did you feel about this clip show well it was an interesting take on a clip show just merely because it was from a different perspective than it was originally when they happened to us originally uh and I would say that the spin that they put on it was uh not necessarily unexpected from Utida, but it was a little uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, certain scenes, to say the least. Yeah, that's what I also liked about this clip show, is that like the last Utina clip show... These clip shows aren't necessarily your standard format for a clip show. They kind of bring something new to the format. And this episode features heavily around Suibuki and his diary that he keeps of Naname's escapades. Are you ready to start the episode? Yeah. We open up with some establishing shots of Otori. Pretty classic, standard stuff. I've always been a really big fan of the the male uniforms at uh, school. Yeah, Jimmy's always talking about how he wishes that he could wear those sweet green uniforms that the boys wear at Otori. We uh, see Mitsuru talking to Naname and doing what she tells him to because that's his function in life. And 
this takes place during the episode in which Naname gets attacked by a horse. So we see Mitsuru saving her. This is a little bit of a flashback here to begin the episode. And he got attacked by the horse and is now splayed out on the ground. This is basically all that he's wanted. Uh, from the small bits of character development that I've seen from him, he has a pretty serious hero complex. Oh, yeah. He is in the hospital now because he got hurt trying to protect Naname. And now Naname and Utena and Anthe are talking about it. And Naname's like, uh, he just got scratched up a little bit, but he's okay, except that he's unconscious. And Anthe notices that he has a diary sitting there. And Mitsuru wakes up and he wants to get up to stop them. But it is heavily implied that he has a boner under his sheets. Or maybe he's just naked. Maybe I'm presuming that he has a boner. But they start to read the diary. This is kind of where we start to transition into the clips, it feels like. Oh, yeah, definitely. This clip that we're looking at right now is from the very first episode, I think. Maybe, I don't know. It's one where everybody's being mean to Anthe for no goddamn reason. Yeah, this is from the first episode because Naname sort of calls off her minions to stop them from harassing Anthe. She really wants to be in some sort of position. The cross doesn't really have that position. She's more just like things are moving around her and she's attributing the things moving to her. I would like to point out that Mitsuru refers to Naname as pure, noble, and beautiful. All things that we know Naname to be. Yes, of course, definitely. The diary speaks of Mitsuru knowing Naname's true face <laughs> and Utena and Anthea remark that he seems to know Naname very well. And she's like, whatever do you mean? We get another clip from, I don't remember the episode number, but it's the one where Naname makes the dress that dissolves when water is spilt on it and has she has Anthea wear it because... Naname's crazy and thinks that Anthe wants her brother or some bullshit. Yeah, that's another thing that I'm probably sure that we could have a couple episodes on. It's just Naname. Yeah, Naname's big brother complex is uh, it's something. It's a big force in the show. Well, the unhealthy amount of like intimacy in some of these familial relationships in the show is pretty core to all of it. Uh, we, we get another shot of Mitsuru under a table frantically scri scribbling in his diary about Naname. And they're like, Naname, you were the one that made the dress that dissolved? And she's like, Mitsuru probably just made that up. We see Mitsuru in a tree. Uh, this is during the body swap curry episode and he is spying on Utena and Anthe because Naname I guess Mitsuru has a like a soul dedication to this task and I love the inclusion of him in all of these instances like after the fact like he's just kind of written in for the clip show narrative but at the same time like he's written in in some of the most absurd ways possible like hanging from a tree with like Thomas Edison classes. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I I really enjoy seeing Mitsuru just sort of in the back of all this because 
he was definitely not seen in a lot of these episodes. It's interesting that he has the means to, like, basically chronicle anyone's story and he picks Naname. <laughs> I mean, it's not called Revolutionary Girl Naname. That's all I'm saying. It should be. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I would watch it. I love Naname. She's great. We see that the, uh, the the body swap explosion happened. We're getting a little bit of clip of that. Yeah, and now they're looking at those pictures of Anthe and Utena acting like each other and not themselves. Man. See, Utena Anthe is, is so great. Here's the thing. Is like they have such a good dynamic, Utena and Anthe, that like the body swap still like makes them great characters. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I would probably be okay with, like, them pulling a weird, like, mid-season switch where they would just do, like, a body swap episode or or a body swap block of, like, five episodes. I like Mitsuru saying that Naname's doing her best (laughs) as she's being chased down by elephants. Uh, This is in regards to her going upon a uh, very long and arduous quest to get the last bit of curry for her brother. It wasn't the curry. It was like the super spicy like spice or some shit that they thought made the body swap happen. Strange inclusion of the elephants falling at their every moves. Well, every Naname episode has to involve animals rampaging after her. So that's sort of par for the course. And we get the great scene of Naname. She's back with her tan, looking great. And she's so excited because she's got the spice for her brother. And then she slips on a (laughs) banana and spills all of it. And an elephant blows it into the wind. In typical Naname fashion. When we watched this episode the other night, I laughed so hard. Because even though I knew Naname dropped that spice, it's just so funny. That's the great thing about Naname episodes is that they're always so funny. Yeah, they give like this really big slice of life feeling to the episodes. And and some of the episodes that don't really have like an overarching narrative. Or it feels like the story is going much you're going somewhere pretty quickly. It feels like the the weird like Osumatsu-san equivalent of like crazy over the top humor gives it some pretty interesting narratives. Naname, speaking of Osumatsu-san, Naname kind of reminds me of Totoko. I don't know how much you remember from when we watched Osumatsu-san, but the girl that wants to be an idol. Oh yeah. I can co- I can totally see that. They have similar personalities. Oh, we're getting a flashback to your favorite episode, Jimmy. Oh, yes. This is the Naname episode and subsequently the only Uthana episode that I've seen in triplicate. You have not seen it multiple times. You just think that you have because I watched it one and a half times and there's so much in it that repeats over and over such as... There's a snail in the pencil case. Yeah, the snail in the pencil case and everything getting exponentially weirder. That's what will happen. Yeah, they do that sequence like 15 times in the episode, so I can't blame you for thinking that you've seen it more times than you actually have. Okay, can we just talk about like the the writing in of Mitsuru on these clips is just getting progressively creepier. Yeah. He's inside he's inside Naname's uh vents right now at her house. Or this is at Anthe's house. I don't remember which Yeah, this is at Anthe and Utena's house. 
So that makes it even creepier that See, you snuck it, into somebody else's place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know that there's not going to be any backlash for this, but geez, man, like, just tone it down a little bit. How does he have the means to get within these situations? He has determination. Right. And he wants to write it all down, like, exhibitionist fashion. Utena says, Naname, you're really up to no good, aren't you? And Naname's like, what? Me? <laughs> Her? No, never. Naname would never be up to no good. And as his entire, like, dream diary has been splayed out in front of the three girls that he idolizes the most. Honestly, I feel like it's pretty weird that they just decided to start reading his diary. Like, that's kind of... Yeah, that's a pretty big encroachment of privacy. But then, like, they didn't know that he was going to be encroaching their privacy like he did. I mean, that's Otherwise, fair. I think it would be pretty net neutral. I also uh, love the inclusion of them being silhouettes to cut down on budget for the clip show. Yeah, we see a lot of Utena and Anthe and Naname in this episode as shadow puppets behind Mitsuru's curtain. We get a good to, uh, good scene of the, the student bonus. council and Mitsuru's under the table, I guess. Yeah, this this feels like the most of, uh, of instances where he sneaks into the, the scene. He's looking straight up at uh, Naname's big brother, like, basically into his nostrils. I don't know how he didn't notice that. Toga doesn't notice anything that's not a cute girl. Yeah, well, he does look down his nose at everything, though, so you think he might notice. Fair point. It. Toga is the only one who can measure up as Naname's ideal man. Not untrue. Uh. We get a good flashback to the episode where a kangaroo attacks and Toga jumps out in boxing gloves and beats up the kangaroo. <laughs> he knocks out the mouth guard of that kangaroo. That kangaroo had a mouth guard. He looks very Vega-esque for anyone out there that actually plays Street Fighter. Like, looks fake. I don't know quite what was going on in that episode and like... I understand that that's kind of like Revolutionary Girls Utena's whole stick and all, but man, I swear I was having a fever dream. Man, say what you will about Naname, but she is just a bucket of looks. Yeah. Like, her tool uniform is, is fantastic. Even when she's wearing the cowbell, she's just rocking it. And I really appreciate her just always knowing what she's about. Toga saves Naname from the kangaroo, and... Mitsuru's like, that's what I want to be. And then we flash back to Utena and Anthe reading the diary, and they're like, maybe we should stop. So, I know supposedly like 11 or 12 years old, but like, he does know that he cannot be her big brother. Just, it's impossible, right? Like, that's his whole goal here, is to try to be Naname's big brother. I think it could be, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it could be that this is like, a difference in translation because he could be saying that he wants to be her Oni-chan and yeah that's that's, re that's reasonable that's a little different because someone being your Oni-chan doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be your brother but that's right. not something that really translates over into English and I don't know if that's 
the case here but I strongly suspect that it is even though it is extremely weird for him to be like I want to be Naname's big brother all the time yeah okay now we get to see the wonderful scene of Naname being stalked by Mitsuri yeah <laughs> yeah and then him putting her in the hospital more or less yeah, he just really wants to be Naname's savior, and often it's not a good thing. Yeah, it's like a weird, like, big brother hero complex thing that's built into this kid. And Yeah, this is the... We get to see him, like, acting out his actual fantasies instead of what happened. He is fantasizing <laughs> about Naname rushing towards him and referring to her as big brother, and... In, the, in them reading the diary, Utena and Anthe and Naname are like, what's that all about? And the Mitsuru busts in and tells them to stop reading it. And Naname accuses him of having evil conspiracies. And he says he's just trying to have been worthy of her. Which is ridiculous. I, I'd like to know if this is intentional because translation things. But uh, when Mitsuru busts out, he's wearing his sheet draped over his shoulder much like a toga and i don't know if there's like <laughs> i don't toga. know if there's anything supposed to yeah exactly like i know that he's trying to be symbolic of her big brother like the scene before that looks like toga silhouette but when he comes out he's like just this like little gangly kid wearing the sheet like a toga man that's a good catch i didn't catch that uh the first time now we get the flashback to the delightful cow episode, which I love. <laughs> oh my gosh, so many, so puns. many puns. And I'm with you. I also wish that we could have seen uh, Naname with the septum piercing. Right. I feel like that was something that they at least noticed for like the whole like bait and switch of this episode where the the I don't know if the brand is actually called Calcian Dior but if that I feel like they at least I was not a man of septum piercing <laughs> yeah it was Calcian Dior because it was it was for cows yeah I just didn't know if that was like Uthana trying to make a joke or not I mean, honestly, I, I really have no idea, I guess, but I was just assuming it was actually a brand. And then Anthe, unsolicited, just brings her up a red sweater and acts really weird about it. Knowing Anthe that has been be knitting that change. sweater for Utena the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate Anthe's foresight with this oh god no yeah uh, before she goes to cow form yeah the sweater enrages Naname because I don't know cow stuff and so she uh, completes her metamorphosis into a full cow somehow and decides to launch at Utena with the sweater. Nah, all what might we mention in her original outfit, but in cow form. Yeah, she's styling. And she's got wings on her mascara still, so that's good. Mitsuru jumps out in front of Naname to stop her from attacking Utena. 
And then this is where it goes from being a chronicle of things that actually happened to being things that Mitsuru wished happened. And he says oh, to Naname, even if you're a cow, I'll still take care of you. I'll join you now. And he oh. puts on the bell and he turns into a cow. And they're both cows. Oh, no. And that's, yeah, and we cut back to, to Mitsuru trying to get the the diary from Utena and Anthe. But his towel his accidentally process. falls off. And <laughs> we get Naname, is, <laughs> Naname is so shocked by Mitsuru's towel falling that she falls out of a window. And then we find out that this has all been a framing device. And... Naname has just been laying in bed and Mitsuru has been writing in his schedule and he says that he's just been writing her schedule down and not his secret diary. Naname takes the diary and she says she's sure she'll find all sorts of secrets hidden in there until her posse arrives and they grab him and Naname looks through the book and <laughs> he's he says if she reads that page I'm finished we get our little Aiko and Biko skit extra 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 I'm finished oh I'm finished what's wrong oh I have a secret I can't keep the king has ears like a donkey a donkey you say it's awful I'm not even a donkey the truth is I am a monkey hiding behind a girl's face oh how shameless no one will ever marry her now help help put me out of here what are you doing help 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 put me out put me out I have caught a monkey. I have caught a monkey. Weep, weep, wee, 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 wee. Oh. Help, help, let me out of here. Help, 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 help. These were uh, always one of my favorite parts of the episodes. When I, I, I know you haven't listened to the podcast. When I do the podcast and I edit it, I put in the English audio of these particular clips so that everyone can hear the English translation of the Aiko and Biko skits. This is, uh, I think, maybe the second or third Aiko and Biko skit that I saw that they actually, like the students, interacted with. I had thought previously that the Aiko and Biko skits kind of were outside of the school but the, the parent school, which is an interesting inclusion yeah they start off being completely separate and then in the black rose arc characters start interacting with the Aiko and Biko skits kind of and now technically this is the beginning of the Akio Otori arc and so this that like they put the Aiko and Biko skit at the end of the episode, which is kind of unprecedented for for Utena. But yeah, so how'd you feel about that clip show being that it was just a clip show of the only episodes that you've actually seen? Well, uh, it did make it pretty interesting and also enjoyable because there wasn't anything that I didn't know 
the episode did contain many things that I did not understand, but that wasn't because I hadn't seen the show. It was just Utena things, mostly. Yeah, no, the fact that you couldn't understand it has no bearing on whether or not you actually watched the episodes required for understanding it. Yeah, no, there's just a lot of long-standing questions on just, like, the universe and the mechanics of it, but I feel like even if I did watch the show, answers to those questions. Yeah, as we have discovered over the course of these episodes, the more that you learn, the more questions you have, and the less answers you find. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, so this was a good episode. I like that we get a non-anime-centric clip show, because I think that that's a hilarious concept, and I'm glad that it exists. Yeah, I liked the framing devices of them. Like, uh, it made it pretty interesting, but, like, I, I'm wondering, like, going forward from here, how much of that actually stands within the canon, like, and all those events, uh, and if, like, there's any sort of uh, inclusion of him being there later on, but I would venture to say probably not. Yeah, no, I mean, these things definitely happened, but as to whether or not most of them get mentioned farther down the road, I don't really think they do. The As, as far as the show goes, from here on out, it's a little more blurry for me because, like, I just binge-watched this the first time I did, and I haven't seen a lot of these episodes since the first time I watched it, but I don't really know that a lot of the stuff covered in this episode is really pertinent to the rest of the episodes except for like certain things but for the most part i think that we just covered this and we got ourselves a good nanime wrap-up episode and we haven't we have a couple of good nanime episodes coming up in the near future i know that just a couple episodes down the road from this one is a really good nanime episode that i'm looking forward to talking to Alice about because it is going to be hilarious and I might make you watch that just for the hell of it. But yeah, yeah. this was fun. Yeah, I very much enjoyed being on the show. Um, I know that there's a lot of uh, knowledge that goes into as a show and I'm glad a uh, slice of it away with me. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about the episode? Uh, no, I mean, I think that uh, as crazy and as wild as it was, it kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> I uh, I don't know that I disagree with you there. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, you can do that at UtanaCast. If you want to talk to me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Where can they find you on Twitter, Jimmy? Uh, you can go to uh, Twitter.com slash JimothyJam. So that's at Jimothy Jam on Twitter.com. And do you have anything else that you'd like to promote while you're here? Uh, yeah, I've recently moved into a new place with uh, super awesome internet, which means that I'm starting to stream just random games again. Uh, if anybody would be interested in seeing me play through story-driven games or games like Overwatch, anything online like that, uh, you could do that at twitch.tv slash Jam. I am hopefully going to get Jimmy to uh, get oh, Dream yeah. Daddy and... Uh. He and I are going to stream that sometime in the near future. I'm super excited about that. That should be 
pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I've heard pretty good things about Dream Daddy. It just looks super cute. I haven't really seen like a whole lot of the gameplay, but what I've seen, I really enjoyed looking at. And I don't know. It just seems like it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. If you want to email us, you can do that at imaginemeandutina at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Tumblr, you can do that at imaginemeandutina.tumblr.com. That does us for this week. Revolutionize the world, everybody.